That's perfect, wherever you put it. Well, I, I, I told you it was coming. Um, I think it was around July or something. I said Thanksgiving will here be here before you know it. It's here. I'm working on Easter. Crazy stuff. Thanksgiving, you know, you can... Well, you can't feel the anticipation building in our our world today for Thanksgiving. I watched the, the news this morning, and and the highlight was four days till Thanksgiving, and they talked for maybe 30 seconds about the expense of Thanksgiving, and then they said there's 30... 34 days till Christmas and they spent the next half hour talking all about that in the news channel and uh, and it was all about getting your stuff ready you know and getting everything there uh, for many of us I, I hate to say it Thanksgiving doesn't come naturally I, I don't think it's I don't think it's obvious um all the time why we should be saying thank you to God you know uh, it, it's it's something that we ought to do but even we as Christians have a hard time with it we, we have a hard time telling people thanks I often say I wish there was something I could tell you that would really I wish I could say something that would really I wish I I wish I was able to tell you just give the verbal word or a hug or something to tell you how really thankful I am for who you are and what you do in the kingdom of God. You know, and then there's just no words for it, is there? It's difficult. <laughs> and then on top of it, I, th- I think, uh, it's just me, and I'm probably way off base, I usually am, but I think we live too much in the Bart Simpson world. You know, uh, um, do you remember the old uh, Bart Simpson version of Thanksgiving? Did you guys ever see it? You should. It's online. You should go see it. Just put down Bart Simpson's prayer for Thanksgiving. And it it was um it was the mindset then, and I think it's the mindset now. And I, this is old. This Bart Simpson thing. They were, they were sitting down at dinner and they were praying around the table. And it was when it came Bart's time to pray. He said uh, something like this. He said, "Well, God, I don't know what to say to you, but my dad earned all the money to buy this turkey." My mother cooked the whole thing. Uh, so what did you have in part of this? So thanks for nothing. Yeah. And that, was, that went ballistic. Because that's who we are as a people. We don't seem to think that we need, that God has anything in our lives to do with us. We're, we're just not geared that way we have to uh, we have to intentionally stop and say thank you and mean it from our hearts and that's what I'm going to talk about today it's um it's difficult because um our lives are are so empty i think today more than usual because of uh, we blame everything on covid but i think it's because of the separation of family the separation of church the separation of the kids from school from doing everything that they're doing they're getting back but yet they're getting sick there's more people running around sick than sick right now than there have been in in my world anyways i don't know if you know it, but barb's homesick and we're just praying that it's not um 
COVID, you know what I mean? And, and, but she's got all the signs, and she's coughing and doing all that stuff. So pray for Barb, because she's worried about Thursday. And I said, don't worry about Thursday. It will be okay. And she's got it probably on, on all done and over with anyways. I guess what I'm trying to say is, every year that I've been doing this, that this Thanksgiving seems to become more and more formal formal or not formal foreign in our thought process to be able to just <laughs> we walk up and say thank you to people but you know most of the time we don't know what we're saying thank you for or why we're saying it, it it's just it's something we're supposed to do and I think that's what I'm thinking this is that we're doing this week especially to get a day off and if you get Thursday and Friday off it's a woohoo you know and we sit around the table and worry about who's going to win the football game and who's going to do this and going to do that. My favorite Thanksgiving was was the first one I was when I was out of um, prison and in that uh, home of a family that was caring and loving and and they had a four year old boy and and um, they asked him what he was thankful for and he said doorknobs. I can remember that just today him popping up and say doorknobs because he finally could reach him. And he wasn't trapped anymore, you know. So praise God, we need to be thankful. Um, I have this scripture today from Deuteronomy. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of a strange scripture to use, but I think it, it, if listen to it as I go through it, maybe it'll grab a hold of you. Um, follow along with me, okay? For the Lord your God is bringing you to a, listen where he's bringing them, to a good land with springs, uh, streams of water, springs and underground water, welling up in the valleys and in the hills. He's bringing you to a land of wheat and barley and wine, vines and fig trees and pomegranate trees and a land of olive trees, uh, olive oil and honey. He's bringing you to a land where you might eat food. It is without scarcity. You will not find anything lacking in it. He's bringing you to a land where there is stone, uh, stones are iron. <laughs> They're, you know, getting iron out of the stones, I guess. And from its mountains you can mine copper. And you will eat in this land and you will be satisfied. And you will bless the Lord your God because of the good land that he has given to you. Take care. Listen to this. Listen to what Moses says. Take care for yourself that you... Not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his regulations and his statutes that I am commanding you today. Lest when you have eaten and you are satisfied and you have built good houses and you live in them and your herds are uh, and your flocks have multiplied and you have accumulated silver and gold and all that you have has multiplied. Then your heart becomes proud and you forget the Lord your God, the one who brought you out from the land of Egypt, from the house of slavery. Hmm. My friends, this is the word of God for all of his people. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your word today. That challenges us not to forget to tell you thanks. Not to forget. 
Help us to hear your word speak to us this morning. Let it challenge us and cause us, cause us to change the way we think, the way we walk, the way we talk. Open our ears and our hearts to your word, we pray today. And may your servant's words be nothing more than yours this day. We pray this all in your son's name and for his glory. Amen. I think here we can put in uh, the words, uh, all that God has done for us would, would be right there with this scripture. And, um, chapter 8 of Deuteronomy is a good chapter to consume. You should read that and, and say, oh my, that's, that's me. And what is he going to give us? What is he preparing us in that land? What is he? Eternity with everybody, with all of our family and friends. You and I, I think, are called every day of our lives to remember, um, to stop and pause long enough and think about um, all that God has done for us. Now, for Phyllis Ann and I, for Phyllis Ann and I, if you don't know, everything right now revolves around 50 years, 50 years ago. Our lives changed. Her life changed. Mine didn't. Hers did. No. Uh, yeah, I was I was still in jail at the time, this time, but come that week before Christmas, um, things change in life real quick. So so we have a lot to be thankful for right now, you know, and um, and somebody reminded me today, too, that, that, yeah, and out of all this came a little granddaughter. Amen? I don't know how you people do it with multiple kids. I can't, I would never, I'm glad I don't have to have that problem because I'm running out of money the way it is, you know. <laughs> but I am so thankful for that. I think I think it, we we are called to remember to pause. So I'm glad we have this week where we do that and think about what God has done to us. It's easy for us to lose track, isn't it? To lose track of what God has done for us and not be able to to tell Him thanks um, for all that He does for us. I remember this young little girl in Haiti. Um, she was in the we were doing a Sunday school type class vacation Bible school type thing you know you should have seen it I took down a great big uh, um, um, bag like this you know um, what do they call them a ditty bags you know in the military great big bag full of of um, of um, frisbees and I, there was all kinds of stuff in there I had no idea what it was and when I went through customs they said what is this and I said I don't know did you pack it I said no who packed it and I pointed to this lady over here and she packed it so he called her over and he wanted to know what all that was and he took one piece of everything yeah he took it home for his little girl <laughs> but there was this girl that was going to going to us um coming to that that um vacation bible school time that whole week and um the last day that we were there she invited me to come to her new her house her house that was completed and she was all she spoke of the all day long was how great her house was, and um, and it was done, and it had a roof on it. That was the key. It had a roof on it, and I thought, oh, this is <laughs> way too cool, especially in Haiti. And I knew where she li- about where she lived in this um, in this area with a multitude of people, and so we took the van and we were taking her home, and she was going on about how grateful she was to God for everything that was going on. We pulled up in this place with uh, people all over the place. And um, she took us one one little row back in. You have to picture it. It's all it's all house, 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 house. One row back in. There was a tree there, and that's where her house was. Her house was around that tree, and her dad had got uh, enough money to buy the last piece of tin to put on that tree over her bed. 
And so that when it rained, she wouldn't get wet anymore. She was excited. Let me tell you, thankful to no end. I thought, oh my, that humbles your heart, doesn't it? Humbles your heart. I think um, the problem is, is that being ungrateful is so easy. Um, and it's not uh, an outside problem, it's an inside problem, isn't it? And uh, the cure to our, our, our being ungrateful is to remember, I think, what the Lord has done. And I think as we think about the pilgrims a long time ago, that's what they did. In the midst of everything that was going on in their life, they thanked God for some grains of corn, as you remember that, that uh, got them through that uh, first winter. Um, Thanksgiving Day is a special day, I think. Uh, that na- <laughs> it's a national holiday, but 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 we're not a, we're not celebrating any great victory in battle here. We're not um, honoring any great person uh, that we have. It's simply a day when we sit around the table and tell God thanks. It's a simple time of of telling God thanks for everything that that He's done for us and letting people know that we think God has a part in everything in our lives. Well, that's hard to do. So for Thanksgiving to take place in our lives, um, there's many things I think we need to do, but let me give you a couple of them from the scripture this morning. I think we need to focus in on the presence of God in our lives. That's number one, if you want to grab a hold of something. um, That we need to focus in, that God is present in our lives. Um, Isaac um, Walton um, once said, God really has two dwelling places, one in heaven and one in the meek and thankful heart. We need to hear that. I think we need to hear that. We un- that we need to understand that um, we need to focus in that God is present in our lives. He's, he lives in our heart. When we ask him to come into our lives and we accept his son as our Lord and Savior, that he is present with us all the time. And I, I think we lose sight of that as Christians, whether we've been a Christian for a couple of days or 150 years. It doesn't matter. We lose, I think we lose sight of all that, that fact that God is with us and, and, and is present with us. I remember reading um, Max Licato um, oh, in The Eye of the Storm. Um, he tells a story about a young boy who is, is um, real young at the time, and he, the boy tells a story of, of how they had a hurricane come through their, uh, or a tornado come through their town, and their dad got everybody under this pile of mattresses and, and stuck them there and told them to stay there. And, um, and um, the father then had no room to go, so he went over to watch the storm to see how close it would go, so he could go back and jump on the, blank, uh, the bed mattresses whenever the storm hit. And so the son, this little boy, this little boy said, oh, uh, he looked around and he saw his mom and his sister, but he didn't see his dad. So he looked, peeked out from underneath those pile of uh, mattresses and saw his dad standing over there. And he said, I don't want to be here. I want to be with him. So he went over and grabbed his dad's leg and held on tight. And later on, later on he says, as an adult, He said, I didn't know what to do, but he said, I knew at that time I needed to be close to my father. Hmm. That's what we need to say every day of our lives. The storms in our lives. The storms that are coming, the storms that we're involved in, you know, the winds are blowing hard. We need to say, oh my, 
oh my, I need to go and be with the Father. I need to be right, we need to grab the foot of the cross, amen? Grab the foot of the cross and hang on. That's where we need to be. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we're too far away from that at at times, it seems. Paul says to us in 1 Thessalonians, I said this to uh, Janet and everybody the other night. There was about five of us together. And I said, do you guys want to know what the will of God is in your life? I'll say to you, you guys want to know what the will of God is in your life? Anybody want to know? I can tell you. Nobody wants to know. Somebody raise their hand. Thank you. Oh, you all want to know. Okay. We all want to know what the, I want to know what the will of God is in my life. And I'm, I'm a genius. I know. Because God's word tells us. You know what God's word tells us is the will of his father. What the will of God is for every one of us. To rejoice always. To rejoice always. To pray continually. And to give thanks in all circumstances. Boy, that would change your life, wouldn't it? If we really believed and trusted that that's what God wants us to do. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice continually. And give thanks. Not for situations, but in every situation. Amen? Mm. I better keep moving, guys. We're going to get caught up here and wonder what's going on. Let me give you another one. I, I really think, my heart is really pushed that on, in Thanksgiving... We need to focus that God is with us and we are with him, okay? To have that thanksgiving take place in our hearts, we always need to be aware of the needs of others. The needs of others around us. Um, When we give thanks for anything, I think it reminds us that we have an awesome responsibility to all those that helped us get where we're at and to those that need to get where we're at. I don't don't care where you're at. There's always people who... um, need more than what we have, need something of what we have because we've been blessed. Amen? Uh, there's so many things that, you know, on the, on the, on the back table back there, there's, there's all kinds of stuff, you know. The uh, Lions Club is over here. It's got a box. What else? Um, um, the kids' um, um, second chance or whatever it is over at the school. Remember that? You can take f- food and bring it in here and get that to them. You know, um, the children's, uh, Christian Children's Home of Ohio. If you only knew the story behind those kids, you'd probably take all your Christmas gifts and give it to them. It's unbelievable. The Blessing House, you know, the, all the Alpha House, all the stuff. There's just, uh, there's just tons of things, you know. If, uh, <laughs> if, you, wanna, if you really want to um, give, you know, just go to TBN. You can give all kinds of stuff there, you know. I had a friend of mine one time, she had lost her husband, and she said she doesn't get any mail anymore. And I said to her, I said, do you want mail? And she said, oh, I'd love to read mail, yeah. And this was a long time ago, too, you know, before computers and everything. So I said to her, I said, well, let's go. We went in and watched TBN, and I said, all you have to do is see that paper down there on the bottom? I said, send $5, and you'll get a pen. I said, you send $5 into them, and you'll get all the mail you want. And she, you know, she did it. And she probably, well, she's going home now, but she probably gave him $5 every chance she could and got lots of mail, you know. People are always needing something. Um, Rick Warren has a great um, push right now that they're helping some people in Argentina and, and other folks. And, and uh, you know, there's just all kinds of opportunities to, to do it. You can, for the Children's Christian Home, you can buy their food for this coming Thanksgiving. 
And uh, not one meal, but you can buy three meals a day for like 40 $41 or something. I don't know what it is. Three days, I think it is. Forty For $41. I, I don't know about you, but I spend that much at McDonald's on Tuesday. You know? um, it's our responsibility, and we don't know uh, all the crazy uh, effects that, that that has when we when we see the needs of others and do something about it. That song that we just sang uh, talked about teachers and everything, and, and we have so many teachers here, and I, I uh, remember the story. Um, by a great um, uh, professor of mine at uh, United Theological Seminary, told about uh, his wife was a teacher. And uh, one day she asked them uh, during Thanksgiving to draw a picture of what they were thankful for. And, um, and um, she had several kids in there that was, was um, of lower class, I guess, and she was uh, excited to see what they were going to draw. And um, one of the kids drew a drew a picture of his hand um, but he said it's not my hand and so they all had to guess what the picture was about you know and what it was meaning and they said well it's a p- the hand of God and he said no it's not the hand of God and they went on it's the hand of Jesus you know it's the hand of this the hand of this and finally the teacher said well nobody's going to be able to guess it. Uh, what, what is the hand and he looked at her and he said that's your hand yeah yeah that's your hand because you're the one that helps me through my life every day. And she said all I could remember was that I held his hand at recess so the other kids wouldn't pick on him. That was the thing that she did. My goodness. Um, We need to um, grab a hold of the fact that there's people around us struggling. We need to quit looking past them and looking to them and saying, how can we help? Isn't that right, Janet? (laughs) Janet said that to us the other night. Let me give you this last thought real quick. Um, to have all that happen, to have that, that um, Thanksgiving that really has meaning, I think, um, we need to yield our hearts to God. I think that's the most powerful thing that um, we probably miss. Um, that's the reason we miss the other, any other things that we try to do to um, have a real Thanksgiving is we try to do it ourselves. Instead of, uh, instead of um, surrendering our hearts to God and let him use us. Um, if you ever want to read a good story, uh, it's, it's in Mark um, chapter 12. Verse, um, well, the, read the whole chapter. But in verse chapter 12 of Mark, or verse chapter 12, verse 41 of Mark, um, Jesus tells us, is there telling, teaching. He's there teaching in the... Um, uh, temple of the Gentiles, the temple area of the Gentiles. And in that area of the Gentiles, it's much like here on, on Sunday morning before service. You know, it's hard to hear the conversations because there's a conversation going over there. And I, I try to hear them, you know, conversation, 10 conversations going on over here. And, you know, 10 here and 10. And it's a lot of noise, isn't it? And I just love it. I just love it. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. I think it's the greatest thing since, since um, peanut butter. You know, it, it's, it's just really neat that you guys come in here. You do it more than any other church we've ever been in. You guys have that fellowship time, and it's powerful. And, and Jesus was in this temple in uh, Mark chapter 12 teaching. And in that temple area where they're at, there was these ten great big um, copper kettles. And they were big bellied on the bottom, and then they come up to a small opening, and then they opened up like that into a trumpet. And the idea was... 
you would come in there and throw a bunch of money in there. Throw it in there, and then we'd go around and around and around and make all kinds of noise. Okay, so that everybody could hear, oh, boy, he put in a lot. You know, he put in a lot of money. They did all, oh, my gosh, they must have so much. And each one of those coffers was for something else. One was for orphans, one was for widows, one was for the, the temple costs and stuff like that. All, all ten of them. Everybody knew what they were for, so you put those in. And that's what we need to do. Not try to do all ten things that we can do here, but do one. If you see that the lion's thing is empty, fill it up. You don't have to do all ten things that, that God has served on your heart. Just do one. Do it good. Jesus is telling this teaching there, and, and then this little tiny woman comes in. Comes in. Do you know the story? Comes in and throws two little coins in this great big kettle. It didn't make any noise. You know, what noise would that make? None. And Jesus stopped everything. In the midst of all that, Jesus stopped everything. And he says, oh, did anybody hear that? Golly nuts, I get so excited. Because I'm just like James and Peter and John and the rest of them. No, you, you, gosh, can you hear all this noise? I can't hear any. I can barely hear you. He said, nobody heard what I just heard? He said, all these people have been giving because they have a lot. But here somebody just gave of their heart. And that's a whole lot more than the lot. Amen? That's what we need to do. To have that thanksgiving. As filled that comes from our heart, guys. Where God, we tell God, thank you. Thank you. We don't have a lot, but what we're going to give is going to be from our heart. Hmm? I think that's a real thanksgiving. Having a real thanksgiving is difficult um, because we need to focus in on God. We need, to, we need to not look past the needy. And we need to respond to everything by yielding to God with our heart. Amen? Let's pray today. God, thank you for that, that quick lesson about having real thanksgiving in our hearts. It's simple. It's simple. It's just yielding ourselves to you. And then letting you have our way, your way in our lives. Thank you for that. Help us to do it, is our prayer. Help us to do it this week, the next four weeks, the next 52 weeks, every day of our lives, every moment is our prayer. To have that real thanksgiving that goes from just just every moment in our lives of telling you thanks for being there with us, guiding us and directing us, using us. Thank you, Lord. And help us in this time to say thank you for your son dying on the cross for our sins. We just can't even begin to imagine it. If we haven't come to that point in our life and on our faith and in our journey, help us to do it. And then we can really say thank you because we've yielded our heart to you. Bless this Thanksgiving time, we pray. Bless it to your kingdom. And may we do all we can to honor it. We pray this in your son's name today. Amen.